All righty. Uh, we are back uh, on this afternoon, another conversation with Rev Randall. Today we have our good friend Andy Harden. Uh, I'm sure many of y'all listening know Andy. Uh, I've asked him to be part of this, just uh, really in the uniqueness of his life and his story. Of, uh, uh, just think it'd be really neat to get to know him a little bit more and for folks to get to know him. So Andy, how did you get to Lexington, Kentucky? You're a deep Georgia boy. What are you doing up here? Yeah, so I'm from near Albany, Georgia, uh, southwest <laughs> Georgia. It's about three hours south of Atlanta. Grew up there, lived there, went to school in Atlanta for uh, two years and then three years at West Georgia. Um, graduated there, played baseball at both of those places there. And then went back to my hometown to be a teacher and a coach. And so I, I taught middle school PE and I coached high school baseball and middle school football um, for seven years. And really after my fifth year of teaching and coaching, I felt the Lord doing something on my heart. And while I was at West Georgia, I was involved with the ministry called Campus Outreach. And uh, all of you know our pastor, Will Witherington. He was the campus director there. And so um, I started getting involved with Campus Outreach and really grew in my faith and uh, really I would say became a follower of Christ there at West Georgia and learned how to study the Bible and read the Bible and share my faith and Will and I uh, developed a good relationship. And so after that fifth year of teaching, I felt the Lord really weighing on my heart about career and job. and. Um, and we had a Thursday morning Bible study that we went to, that I went to. It was a men's Bible study. And that particular morning, it was like June 3rd, uh, 2004. And that particular morning, nobody showed up. It was just me <laughs> uh, in a little chapel uh, in Leesburg, Georgia, um, praying. And um, I remember getting on my knees and saying, Lord, I know you're doing something in my heart in regards to career and job and the future. I don't know what it is, um, but would you tell me? And when I stood up, it really was like a true calling, a, a flashing light to come on staff with Campus Outreach. And by that time, Will had moved from Georgia to Kentucky um, and brought a team up here in 2003. And um, so I continued to teach and coach for the next two years while I raised support. And then in 2006, uh, Will and Campus Outreach put me at Georgetown College. So Monica and I, my wife, pulled, a, uh, pulled off the interstate Georgetown uh, in Georgetown, and that was the farthest north we'd ever been in our life. <laughs> um, and so I uh, started with Campus Outreach in 2006 at Georgetown. Okay, so it's CO that got you here, but overall, was it seven years teaching middle school? Yeah. Uh, and you said the subject, but it was PE. So I taught health and PE right. and some math. I saw, Give us your all time favorite middle school PE story. Okay, um, so we were playing dodgeball. Um, that was a you know fun game for some uh, middle school kids, um, and I was playing with them. And, you know, in middle school, there's always some students that you really have a hard time with. You, you know, they're, they're just uh, not, they don't do what they're supposed to do. And so you get kind of frustrated with them. 
And there was a student, particular student that uh, like that, that I did not like. And so I crow hopped, I was playing dodgeball with him. I crow hopped to throw the ball at him. And when I did, it hit a girl right in the face. <laughs> and she started just bawling, crying. And I, I thought I was getting fired that day uh, from, from my teaching position. She was fine. Nobody got fired. But, nobody uh, got sued? Nobody got sued. Um, but I did drill her in the face with a gator ball, dodgeball. Have you seen her since nope, then? Nope. I have no not. contact. No contact. No social media. No, we have no, no. idea. How her face is. I do not know. All right, we don't need to speculate. Yep. Okay. Uh, so baseball was your sport from what age? Yeah, so I started playing really baseball and football from like age five or six. Um, and then in high school, I tore my ACL playing football, so I just stuck with baseball. If you had had a perfect body, would you have been a football player instead of a baseball player? Maybe. I love football. I, I, I really Did you wanted, dream of being a Georgia Bulldog? I dreamed of, yes, definitely. Of being Herschel Walker? Yep, yep, being Herschel Walker. That was, that was a dream, and um, yeah, I loved both sports, football and baseball. Played a little basketball, but mostly football and baseball. But then the Lord blessed baseball, and, and yep. college was you playing baseball. Yep. Yep, played at JUCO in Atlanta for two years and then uh, two years at West Georgia, Division II school. All right, and you came to Christ, you think, at West Georgia. That had been your junior, senior year. It was actually, so I, I graduated um, in 98 from West Georgia, and then I went ahead and did my master's there um, in education, and um, that was the year I got involved with Campus Outreach. And it was as a grad student. As a grad student, and Monica, my wife, who we married in 1998 as well, um, she was involved with CO that year as a senior. So she had one more year okay. and I was a grad student, got involved with um, got involved with uh, Campus Outreach. And so Monica was involved first? Um, no, uh, I got involved first. Um, Jason Pierce, Peanut, yeah, Peanut. Peanut was on my baseball team and he told me I had to meet this guy named Will and we finally met, and um, Will started discipling me from there. Okay. So, yeah. Uh, all right. Well, tell us more about uh, Monica. You did marry your childhood sweetheart. Yeah. So were you dating early in high school? Yeah, we started dating. Uh, she was a freshman, and I was a sophomore. Um, and uh, we actually dated before that. When I was a freshman, she was in eighth grade. We had a brief stint of like three So you months. married the girl you dated when she was in eighth grade. Yep, and then we broke up, and then, in, and then when was I was I in dating? 10th grade, uh, we started dating again. And really, probably my senior year into my freshman year. So my freshman year, I was at, in Atlanta playing baseball, and she was a senior in high school. And so I felt like that was a good test for us to see if we were meant to be and stay together, and we did, and I love her more than anything. So, <laughs> And you had four kids. Four kids. Uh, Hannah is a sophomore at West Georgia. So she went to West Georgia like she, her mom and dad. Yep. She That's kind of cool. Yep, we got a, a good alumni scholarship or a good scholarship because she, we both graduated from there. And Amen she, to that. And she uh, just finished her sophomore year. Is doing great. Um, and she loves it down there. Leah just graduated from West Jesmond um, this year and is going to center to play soccer there next year. And then um, I have an 11-year-old boy going to sixth grade and a nine-year-old boy going to fourth grade. 
Life at your house is crazy. Yep. All right. Drew and Bo. That was um, of all, I mean, you and I have been friends for a long time. We've talked about all kind of stuff. But something, it's just interesting. We're all made in God's image. We all have interesting stories. But how big is Leesburg, Georgia? So Leesburg, this the town, um, what, especially what, while I lived there, but I think even now it's 3,000 people. All right, 3,000 people. 3,000 people. The county is 20,000. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, thank you for yeah. clarifying. It's Leesburg, a, it's a... Leesburg is 3,000. The county, uh, Lee County, is 20,000. Or it was. But there are famous people from there in our culture today. Yeah. So in, in your little world, you and when you taught... Philip Phillips, who won American Idol, mm-hmm. you had him as a middle school PE student. Yeah. Uh, you grew up with Luke Bryan, who's the biggest country music singer living today. Uh, uh, the guy that won the catcher for uh, the Giants, uh, Buster Posey. Buster Posey, yeah. You coached him in baseball. Yeah. So in your little town, and I, I'm leaving out somebody. Um, Andy Harden. Indeed, that's... <laughs> It's on the tip of my tongue. Is there somebody else? Was there a songwriter? Or is that pretty much those three? There's a guy from Albany, Georgia, yeah, which is right the next city, that uh, Dallas Davidson. Okay. Yeah. But it is kind of just a crazy thing. It is. That, that there are internationally famous people from your hometown. It is crazy, yeah. Um, Do you have comments on why that is, or it just happens to be something No, true? I don't know why uh, the Lord did that, but it's great. It's been fun uh, to know those people, and uh, I've been able to stay in contact with Luke especially, and he, he's a great guy, and he's on our And team. you all were friends. Yeah, so we were The just, other two you, you knew, but right. you and Luke grew yeah, up Yeah, we grew up together, basically, and did some you know, we fished together, hunt together. We played on the same football team, uh, rec football team together. So we, we knew each other pretty well. And then we kind of lost contact through college. Uh, he moved to Nashville. He did. Yeah. And then um, in 2007, we reconnected. And, uh, you know, I would say we, we've stayed connected uh, over the last, you know, since 2007 pretty well. Uh, you told me the story not too long ago, and I think it's cool just knowing what a huge celebrity he is now, but he was playing at the Clark County, Kentucky Fair. So Winchester, Kentucky, right up the road. Uh, and you went to hear him. Yeah, so me and Monica, you know, he was starting, I think he had one song maybe on the radio, and so he was starting to get bigger. And so I looked him up and saw where he was going to be. And then me and Monica went on a date, uh, just me and her. To Winchester. To Winchester, <laughs> yep, a little, a little fair. And um, we went early, and um, I got as close to his bus as I could. And somebody walked out, and I just said, could you tell him Andy Harden's here to say hello? And um, he pulled us on. The, he came out and was so excited to see us and pulled us on, me and Monica, on the bus. And... We we sat and caught up for an hour and a half, two hours, and it was it was just it was a lot of fun. And um, then watched the show, and and since then we've been to a bunch of shows. Since. Sure, yeah. But your friendships continued from there. Yes, too, yeah. yeah. And I, and even I don't want to disclose anything more than I should, but he's involved in your ministry. For sure, yeah. He is 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 you know one of my biggest supporters financially, but uh, but also um, he really connects with me and asks me spiritual questions and um, and you know I, w- I want to try to help him and his family as much as I can and, uh, with what the Lord's 
taught me uh, through my role, campus outreach, yeah. and being on staff. Well, speak to that. Tell everybody what you're doing now. Yeah. So the last, so I've been on staff almost 16 years um, with campus outreach, um, and started in Georgetown and um, went into a more mobilization director role. And then the last three years, I've been the regional director. So I took Will's spot uh, as regional director um, for Campus Outreach Lexington. And um, so currently, I lead the region. I lead our staff team. And I love what I'm doing. I'm mm -hmm. so thankful for, for what I'm doing. And uh, when I was a teacher and a coach, I enjoyed that. But I just didn't feel like that was exactly how the, ward, the Lord wired me. But since I've been doing this job, I really feel like this is how the Lord has made me and gifted me and I'm so thankful we've got a great team of people mm. uh, our staff team and I love them dearly and uh, counted a privilege to lead them amen uh, all right I know I went to your 40th birthday party it's been more than a couple years ago so how old are you? I'm 45 45 know, five years ago yeah. well all right so all things being equal understanding you don't know the Lord's providence, what would you like to be doing 10 years from now? Yeah. To be completely honest, I would love to be doing what I'm doing. Great. I, I want to, as long as the Lord continues uh, this in my heart and this passion in my heart, I want to build this ministry and help it grow and help our staff and shepherd our team. And um, so, I, I mean, I'm doing my dream job. I, I'm doing what I love to do. And, um, you know, part of this job is raising financial support, and so the Lord has provided for over 15 years, and um, you know, praying that He continues to provide in that way. And I, I, I want to, and I'll work hard to make that happen. But mm -hmm. um, I love what I'm doing, so I would love to be the campus outreach Lexington director for a long time. Or you know, if if the Lord, uh, if someone else, ro you know, rose up in sure. this ministry to to be that role, I, I'd be fine to do it somewhere else if, if I had to. Right. But I love, All things being equal, if the Lord yeah. allows, you'd love to be doing what uh, you're doing. Yeah, right here. So 10 years from now, we'll come back and another episode awesome. of Conversations with the Reverend. Awesome. We'll talk about the last 10 years. All right. Top of your head, I haven't given you these questions ahead of time. <laughs> Was there a season in your life when you doubted God's goodness? Yeah. I mean, I feel like everybody has at some level, but I... I the two that come to my mind, um, when I was uh, 27, and um, the year was 2001 uh, and two, um, went through a really, really hard time of teaching. Um, I, at that time, I was teaching math uh, the whole day, and um, just it was a really tough situation that I was put in. Um, in teaching and uh, really felt uh, I felt depressed uh, I was really anxious and um, went through a series of months of anxiety and then uh, was diagnosed as clinically depressed and before that I thought people that struggled with that you know were either crazy or not close enough to the Lord uh, but that was totally not true and um, yeah, so I went through a period of about six months of being very, very depressed and questioned uh, the Lord, you know, why. Um, it's, you know, it's one thing to lose your physical health, but when your mental health is, mm. is south, it really mm. impacts you. Um, I felt like 
I definitely wasn't holding on to the Lord, but the Lord was holding me mm. um, during that time. And I, you know, I questioned, I questioned uh, why he was doing this. I questioned, you know, did he love me? I questioned uh, if I would ever be normal again, mm. you know? And so um, the Lord brought me out of that and um, I'm really thankful for that. And I'm, I've been able to really minister to a lot of people because of that. Um, if I had not gone through that and, and seen what uh, depression is and what anxiety mm. is, it, I wouldn't be able to minister as well to some of the people that have gone through it. So, But the Lord's also tested you physically. You've yeah. had a cancer yep. scare in your life. Yep. So in 2009, that was the other th- time, I um, had uh, thyroid cancer, and it's by God's grace that they caught it. And... Um, they, uh, they removed my thyroid in 2009, but I remember very distinctly being in the shower one day and, and saying, Lord, is, is this it? Mm-hmm. Uh, my wife, at that time, my wife was pregnant with Drew, um, and uh, I was like, am I going to be able to raise my only son at that time? Um, and so it was a really mm-hmm. you know, sobering moment to say, mm-hmm. I trust you, Lord. I trust you. Um, this heart but I do trust you with my life and, um, and God's graciousness. He, uh, I haven't had cancer. I've been disease free, um, since, since then. And, um, I feel healthy, uh, feel good. And so, uh, both of those things were hard times where I did doubt the Lord, but he, uh, grew my faith and grew my trust in him. And so I'm really thankful that I went through both of those times. Amen. Uh, it's a Saturday afternoon. Money is not an issue. You're free to do anything you would like to do. What would Andy Harden enjoy doing on a beautiful Saturday? Can it be a combination? Uh, sure. Okay. I mean, I probably ideally, um, yeah, I'd love to, I mean, I'd love to go to a, a University of Georgia football game. I love to that afternoon sit in a deer stand. Um, from, so it'd be an evening game. Yeah. Okay. Pro- probably. Yeah. That'd be deer stand in the morning. Deer stand in the morning. Just me and the Lord and the. Is that rifle bow? It, it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Okay. Um, and enjoying nature, enjoying creation, um, and quiet. I really like solitude. Mm. Uh, I like uh, the peace and quiet of that, and then. Yeah, probably go into a football game um, that afternoon or evening. Um, but I also, I mean, I love spending time with my wife too. So I'm, I would, she would be a part of that day. You could take her to the game. Yeah, we could take her. We could go to the game together. And ah, perfect. Have fun. <laughs> <laughs> All right, last question. I was got, I've, I've tweaked this uh, only because of your job. Uh, what advice do you have for an incoming college freshman? Spiritually, physically, academically, socially, whatever the case may be. Yeah. Uh, in light of what you do, and you've seen some stuff yeah. over the decades of doing this. Yeah, one of the, the hardest things for college students nowadays is, is being, a, they feel alone, mm-hmm. very lonely people because yeah. of social media, because of staying in their dorm room, for, you know, a lot of different reasons, uh, and a lot of it, you know, is what size campus you're on and things like that. But 
I would say uh, you've got to be connected to an affinity group, to a group of people that makes the college smaller um, to have a good experience at, at, at college. And, and as far as faith goes, you know, being a part of any campus ministry that, that you know, loves Jesus and is a part, uh, believes in the Bible, you know, and, and that you can be a part of a community that, that holds you accountable uh, to, to walking with the Lord. And, um, and so, you know, I, I prayed that, you know, for my kids, for, for my daughters and for my sons that, you know, as they get into college that, that they would, um, you know, be a part of a community that, that hungered for the Lord and wanted to grow in their faith those four or five years while they're there. And um, they'll have some of the best times with those groups of people uh, that they're connected to. And so I pray that for my own kids and uh, for, for incoming freshmen as well, that they get connected to an affinity group and be involved with a, a campus ministry uh, while they're at college to help you know grow the foundation uh, of their faith. And that's, it's really when their faith becomes their own. You know, it's not their parents' faith anymore, and uh, they have uh, the freedom to to do what they want to do. And so, uh, that's my prayer for all incoming freshmen: is that man, they get involved in a college ministry to help grow their faith. That will, you know, build a. It'll be an investment for a lifetime. My guess is I know the answer to this question, but I want to hear you answer it. Um, have you invested your life in gospel ministry with college students? And now a decade removed, they've left the faith. They've wandered from the faith. Has that happened? Has that been a realistic thing? Like I've been... You gave your life away. Oh, you, you shared Christ with them. You've discipled them. And, you know, for whatever reason... Yeah, there was definitely some um, probably people that wasn't as quite as involved with our ministry or with me um, and my discipleship of them that have, you know, that have drifted away from the faith. Um, it's heartbreaking. Isn't yes, it? totally heartbreaking. I would say out of the guys that I've led personally, that hasn't happened for wow. praise be to God. Yeah. Um, I mean, God by God's grace, but um, uh the guys that I've had the privilege of discipling and being in their life, um, I try to stay connected to. Um, I try to mm. text every now and then, uh, phone call every now and then, or see each other every now and then. Um, and, but, um, you know, there's always... Uh, what, what gets me, what, what's hard for me is when I see a student who goes through a summer project, uh, eight yeah. or ten week right. training, eight or ten week training program, and they've heard the gospel over and over and over again, and and started walking with Jesus, and then you know ten years removed, their life doesn't look like that at right. all. Like that, that's really hard for right. me and devastating and sad. Uh, you became an elder at TCPC. It's been a while ago, yeah. I don't know, five or six years ago yeah. or so. Uh, and one of the foundational principles of CO is that it's connected to a local church. It's not a peer church ministry. Have you seen students continue to walk with the Lord, to stay in the faith as a result of being connected to the church, that if they weren't, there's a good chance that wouldn't have happened? Oh, no doubt. Um, I've seen it over and over again that, you know, we're... we're because CO is is a part of 
TCPC and uh, is, has the oversight of TCPC and um, just you know I feel like uh, the pastors know me well I know the pastors well uh, I know all the elders well you know I know the leadership really well um, and, and a lot of our staff uh, are the same um, and when you know we started focusing on mobilization back 10 years ago or so I and really, what do you mean by mobilization? Mobilization is where we actually try to help the the student mobilize from the college campus into the local church okay. and into the working world. And we used to not focus on that. We just kind of said, find a good church. But now we do programs. We we help those those students and those graduates intentionally be a part of a local congregation. Um, and you know, several years ago, we 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 started Lexington Young Professionals, and that's been a good uh, program to help people transition into local churches. Um, but just more intentionality in helping those graduates mobilize from the college campus into the local church. Um, we failed at that years ago with CO, but we've been doing a better job at that. Um, Travis uh, Stevens has done it the last few years and done a great job. And we we want to, I mean, we spend so much time with those students, you know, for those four years, and then to not help them connect to local church was a disservice. And mm. and so mm. we've seen that here at TCPC. And now there's elders that were CO students. Yeah. Um, there's deacons that are CO students. There's people who are teaching Sunday school. There's people who are just good churchmen, uh, church women. And that's uh, beyond TCPC too, even in Lexington. Absolutely, yeah. And you know we are so thankful that they are plugged into godly local churches, and um, we want to encourage that. Amen. I say Andy, but in reality, 99% of the time, I call you Andres, uh, because for everyone else who I've spent a week in Choka Beach with, whatever you go by in Choka Beach seems to be your name for the rest of my life. Uh, that being said, Andres, we're grateful that you were in a chapel a number of years ago, and the Lord hmm. led you uh, here. Um, we exist for the glory of Christ and the good of the bluegrass, man. The bluegrass is better because the Lord brought you and Monica and team hardened up here so Thank we're you. grateful for you. Thank you. I uh, count a privilege. All, All right. right.